there it is. That's better. I'm going to mute this one. And I'll just use this one. Let's do our, while you're standing, let's do our pledge together, guys. And then I'll say something about the pastor appreciation after we do our pledge, okay? Let's do our pledge. Everybody ready? Here we go. This book is the infallible word of God. Christ is its star, our good, its design, and the glory of God, its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, in the church said, Amen and amen. Let's, as you're standing, let's read the word of the Lord together. This is our text today for this message that the Lord has laid upon my heart entitled, Benefits of Trusting in the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 17, beginning with verse 5, the word of the Lord says, This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Verse seven, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. And never, say never, never fails to bear fruit. Can we give Jesus a hand clap of praise for his word as we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. Your word is life. Your word is truth. Thank you, God, for the revelation the perfect revelation that you have given to us through the Bible. God, we ask you to anoint our ears to hear and anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our lives this morning and let us forever be changed in the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, amen. Turn around, wave at somebody one more time and say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Then you may be seated. Amen and amen. Just want to say from my family to all of you, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time to show your love and appreciation, your your love offerings, your expression uh, of gifts that you have given. And just want you to know uh, that, that it really sincerely and dearly touches our hearts. And I know we say this all the time, but this has been a, a crazy year, probably one of the craziest years, the craziest year for that matter, that I can ever recall throughout my ministry. But I want you to understand that we love you dearly. You are the greatest church on earth. And I want you to know that. Yes, give yourselves a hand. Let me give you a hand clap of appreciation. Thank you. Thank you for being who you are, International Community Church. You are a loving people, a kind people. You love the word of God. You just don't know what that does for a pastor. Having people who love the word of God. I don't have to drum anything up Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. You're here. You're eager to hear the word of God. You love the Lord. God's presence is with us. And I tell you what, it doesn't get any better than that. Amen. We love you very much. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your gifts of love. And our family, the Rigney family, loves you beyond what words could possibly express. And I'm not going to take any more time Uh, talking about that today, but I just want to say one more time from the Rigney family to each of you, thank you. God bless you, and we love you beyond words. Um, I want us to please remember another couple here, the Minch family, Paul and Carolyn Minch. I'm not going to go into details of what they're facing. I know several of us are facing hardships. Several of us are facing 
a miracle. We're, we're in need of miracles. A lot of us are, especially during COVID. But I want us to please remember the Mintz family. I'm just going to say this is a family who is in need of a miracle. I know there are a lot of miracles that, uh, that people are in need of today, but they are certainly no exception. I just want to share one more miracle that, that we are in need of, and that's for my family. Uh, my father, my dad, uh, Pastor Rogers' dad, his name is Teddy Rigney. He fell a few days ago, and he needs a miracle. I'm not going to go into detail. I'll just say our dad, our earthly father, needs a miracle of God, and uh, just remember him, remember the family, and we covet your prayers dearly and sincerely today, amen and amen. You know, it amazes me how much we struggle, I'm talking about including myself, it amazes me how much we struggle to trust God. It's during times such as, you know, the, uh, uh, our, our father, my father getting sick, going into the hospital, you know, not sure what's going to happen with him. And I know the Minch family can agree. And of course, Leona Jackson and the Jackson family and so many, many others. We go through these dark seasons, these trying times, and it is so easy for us to forget the grace of God. It is so easy for us to get uh, the, the miracle working power of God. But you know, I've served God long enough, church, and I've served him uh, enough years to be able to stand here before you today and say without any hesitation, without any reservation, that we serve a miracle-working God. How many know that this morning? We serve a miracle-working God today. Miracle after miracle after miracle, we have seen the Lord perform in our own personal lives. But isn't it something that no matter how many miracles he performs, no matter how many times God always bails us out of messes that we get ourselves into from time to time. It doesn't matter how many times God shows himself to be faithful, we have a tendency to forget about his faithfulness. And whenever we face another trial, whenever we face another season of suffering or whatever the case may be, our feeble flesh has a tendency to question God's grace, God's faithfulness, and God's ability. Actually, you know, we, it's not that we really question God's ability. It's easy to say, well, God, I know you're able, but the question is, are you willing? But I'm here to tell you today, church, I'm here to testify that we not only serve a God who is able, folks, we serve a God who is willing. God is willing. He's willing. He's a willing God. He hears our prayers. He knows our every need. The Bible says God's ear is not so dull that it cannot hear, nor his arm so short that it cannot deliver his people. We serve a God that is able today, and we serve a God that is willing today. The fact is, the Lord gives us all kinds of amazing promises in his holy word. Let me share just a few. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus said, come to me all you that are weary and heavy laden and I will do what? Give you rest. How many are weary today? Let me see your hand. How many are tired? How many are exhausted? How many are just stressed out? But Jesus said, come to me, not, no, not Todd, but come to Jesus, come to Jesus, for the Lord is faithful to us. Another, let me give you another one, Matthew 7, 7 and 8, one of my favorites. Ask and it shall be given. That's what Jesus said. Seek and you shall find. What's the next part? Knock and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, shall find, and he who knocks the door shall be opened unto you. These are just some of the promises of God. Let me give you another one. Old Testament, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your what? Own understanding. Oh my goodness. When that writer, when I believe it was Solomon who wrote that proverb, he knew exactly what he was talking about, didn't he? 
He knew that we were gonna be facing trials and circumstances and challenges in life that we just will not have a clue what to do about. So the, pro, the proverbial writer tells us under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, don't trust your own rationale. Don't trust your own logic or your own natural ability to reason. He said, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart and lean not unto your own rationale, your own logic, your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Why don't we rely on our own rationale? Or why don't we rely on what our natural eyes see? Because if we relied on that, if I relied on that, folks, I would have thrown in the towel a long time ago. Because how many times in life do we come to a place and we look to the right and we look to the left and we look all around us and we cannot see a way out, but it is when the children of God do what? When we look up. Say that with me. When we look up. It's when the children of God look up and see the salvation of the Lord that God brings to us, that God shows us his deliverance. Can somebody say amen this morning? Philippians 4 and 3, the apostle Paul writes, and he says, I can do what? All things, oh, say that again. All things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me give you one more. James 1 and 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from where? Above. Coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. We serve a God who is faithful today, church. We serve a God who is real. We serve a God who reigns on his heavenly throne. And it doesn't matter what the devil says about it. It doesn't matter what the demons of hell says about it. We serve a God who reigns. And if you're on his side today, church, guess what? You're on the winning side. Somebody give God praise in the house today. Praise the name of the Lord. Where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he provides. God created you. God created you for his purpose. And even the heavens and nature declare his glory and demonstrate God's handiwork today. If nature itself testifies of the glory and the awesomeness of God, how much should we be willing to simply trust him? Somebody said, but that's too easy. There's gotta be more to it. No, actually there's not. That's what faith is all about. You can actually break faith down into two different things, maybe even more than this, but this is what my feeble mind can comprehend. Faith is trusting the Lord, trusting God. That's what faith is. That when God speaks it, we believe it that when God provides it, that we affirm it, that we take God at his word. The other part of that is being loyal. God, God, we can trust the Lord and we have a reason to be loyal to him. You see, you don't wanna be like the guy working on the roof of his house one day and as he was working, his, his, the roof of his house was a little bit steep and he slipped and he began to slide down the roof of his house, well, he knew that there was about a 20-foot drop after he would slide over the edge of his house to the ground. And immediately, he, be, he did like we all do when we get into a desperate situation. We call on God. We call on God whether we really serve him or not. You know, we call on him to bail us out of our troubles. And he called on the Lord and he said, God, help me. And just as he was sliding over the edge of that roof, to a 20-foot plunge to the ground. There was a single lone nail that just so happened to be sticking up and that nail caught him by the belt loop of his pants and his feet went over the edge and he found himself dangling over the edge of that house 20 feet off the ground. But he didn't fall. 
And after he hung there for a few minutes and he gathered himself together, he looked up and he said, that's okay, God, the nails got me. <laughs> Isn't that just like us? Isn't that just like us? We, we pray to God, God help us, God deliver us, God make a way for us. And when God does it, guess what? We're shocked. We can't believe that God actually heard our prayers. You know why we do that? We do that because we're looking at our goodness instead of focusing on God's goodness. Folks, it's not about how good you are. It's not about how good I am. Folks, it is all about how good the God that we serve is today, and he is always good all the time. Kingdom principle for today's message is the key to happiness. How many wants to be happy? The key to happiness is not nearly as complicated as we make it. The key to happiness is learning to trust the Lord. The key to happiness is simply learning to trust the Lord. Let me share with you three benefits of trusting in the Lord. It's gonna make your life and my life a whole lot easier than what we have a tendency to allow God to make it. Benefit number one is this, stability. Stability. You see, a stable faith results in a stable life. Let me say that again. A stable faith results in a stable life. Speaking of stability, there were two buddies deer hunting one day, and this is a joke, by the way, in case you think I'm telling a true story here. There were two buddies deer hunting one day. Remember, we're talking about stability. And one of the buddies all of a sudden just fell to the ground, passed out unconscious, his eyes glazed over. And his friend looked at him in panic, grabbed his phone, pulled his phone out of his pocket, dialed 911. The operator on the other end answered and said, how can I help you? What's your emergency? He said, my buddy just fell on the ground. His eyes are glazed over and I think that he is dead. And the 911 operator said, now hold on now, calm down, don't panic. She said, calm yourself down. Step number one, you gotta make sure he's dead. The guy said, okay, hold on, and he got off the phone. About 30 seconds later, the operator on the other end heard two gunshots, pow, pow. A few seconds later, the guy got back on the line, and he said, okay, now what? <laughs> That's just a joke. It has nothing to do with my message whatsoever. But it is talking about stability, I guess, if you want to believe that. Jeremiah chapter 17 Verse seven, I wanna read it again. The Bible says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like what? A tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. You see, in scripture, in the Bible, the root of the tree is associated with the stability of the tree. But you're only as stable as your roots grow deep. And what it represents is the tree's ability to endure turbulent times. If we've ever been in turbulent times, friend, we're in them right now. And if there's ever been a time that it is important for us to have our roots deep in God and deep in the word of God, now is the time. You see what I've learned? I've learned that there are different levels of faith. Uh, several of them, I'm gonna use two as an example. I, I call one level pine tree faith. A lot of people have pine tree faith. You know what that is? Pine trees, they grow tall. Uh, they're, they're glorious trees. They look good. They look healthy. And you know, a pine tree, it can, it can resist a rainstorm. A pine tree can resist a thunderstorm. A pine tree can even resist a windstorm to a certain extent. But I tell you what a pine tree can't resist, and that's a life-changing storm called a hurricane. 
A pine tree can't resist a tornado if it were to come through. I wish I had a picture. I have a picture in my phone of an entire field of trees, pine trees, where those trees were completely broken off about halfway up because a tornado had come through and it completely demolished a whole big field of pine trees. Pine trees are strong, but they're not strong enough to endure crises like we're going through right now with COVID. But there's another level of faith. I call it a palm tree faith. See, where I'm from, we have quite a few palm trees, and I've always loved and admired palm trees. You know why? Because their roots grow so deep. And they grow in tropical areas that are prone to life-changing storms. I'm talking about hurricanes. I'm talking about massive storms that come through and have the ability to completely wipe an entire town off the map. But you know what's so wonderful about palm trees is that palm trees have the rootage and they have the stability to do what? To endure a life-changing storm. Palm trees will bend, but they won't break. Palm trees will feel the turbulence, but when the storm passes by, guess what? The palm tree is still standing. You see, that's the kind of faith that it takes to endure the storm like what we are going through right now. Pine tree faith is good, but I'm here to tell somebody today that pine tree faith is not good enough. We need to have a faith in God that is sturdy. We need to have a faith in God that believes that the same God who has brought us this far is the same God who's gonna carry us all the way through. Somebody give God praise today. Will you say this with me this morning? Your stability in your faith leads to God's ability for your life. Your stability in your faith leads to God's ability for your life. Your happiness, folks, is a byproduct of your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you base your happiness on the circumstances of life, you won't be happy very often more than likely because this world is full of sin. This world has been cursed by sin. And with every With every joyous time, there's probably gonna be another storm coming by real soon. But the point is when we put our faith in Christ and we put our trust in the Lord and we truly trust him and turn our lives completely over to the one who formed us in the first place, then we can rest assured that though the storm rages, though the winds blow, though the change is going to come, that we know when all is over that we're gonna stand because we're standing on the side of Jesus Christ. Somebody give Jesus praise here today. You see, it is when you understand why God placed you on this earth in the first place. You will possess the true power and you will possess the true purpose and the true reason to stand when the rest of the world grows faint of heart. You see, it is, let me me tell you something. ICC has not always been like this. And I mean that in a good way. I know we got COVID as a challenge today and we've got several people watching our broadcast at home and we're so thankful again for the technology that God has provided for us for such a time as this. Praise the Lord for it. But ICC is a church that we celebrate, that we love, that, 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 we, that we love so much hasn't always been like this. The reason International Community Church is here today is because somebody made the decision that they were gonna trust God no matter what. There are people who are before us, and there's some of you that are still here today, and I thank God for it, but there are people who are here, even when International Community Church was a little white building over on Winchester Street. How many were there at Winchester? Let me see your hand. You see, we got some folks still here today who were at that little bitty church building, but guess what? 
because of their faithfulness and people like them who had the will and the made up mind that they were gonna serve God whether good times or bad times. They were gonna serve God whether anybody shows up or they're gonna show up by themselves. They're gonna trust God to do what he has set in his heart to do. We are here today as a product of other people's fortitude of faith. It's people like Vinnie Hoy, people like May Lloyd, Ron Lundy, Jim Tomaleski, Eugene and Lila Price, Pat Wilburn, and so many, many, many others who have stood the test of time. Their faith remained true. They pressed through by praying diligently, seeking the face of God diligently because of their faithfulness to the Lord, which endured. We're here today. We have this beautiful facility today. We have this beautiful church family today. Why don't you give yourselves a hand clap of appreciation? ICC is the place to be because of somebody's faithfulness to God. Palm tree faith enables one to press through life's challenges and to rise above the conflict. Faith gives God the opportunity to work on our behalf. You gotta have faith just to give him an opportunity. Sometimes we get, we're talking about this in our, in our walk through the word class. We, we sometimes, we don't give God room to lead in our lives. Do you know that when God, had, when God led Israel through the wilderness, that God told them to stay a thousand feet behind him? You stay back behind me a thousand, or actually 3,000, it was 3,000 feet. Three, think about that, 3,000 feet. Stay 3,000 feet behind me. You know what God was saying to Israel? Give me room to lead. Give me room to show you where I want you to go. Give me room to demonstrate my sovereignty to you. Give me room to show you that I am the Lord, your God. That's where many of us miss it. We don't give God room in our lives. We don't give God an opportunity to do what God wants to do for us because we think we've got it all figured out for ourselves. Can somebody say amen or oh me today? Understand, you may think you have it figured out, but you don't. You may feel like you've got everything in control, but I've got news for you. You don't have anything in control. So God says, give me room to lead. Give me room to show you the way. You have to have a made up mind that no matter how hard the wind blows, no matter how intense the rain falls, no matter how strong the storm rages, you will choose to trust the Lord your God regardless of what is happening around you in this world that we live in. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Choosing to trust in the Lord God brings stability to an unstable life. It's not what happens around you that matters today, church. It's what happens inside you that really counts. Your faith in God makes life rock steady. When your faith in God is firmly rooted in the rock of your salvation, who is Jesus Christ. Friend, Jesus wants to be your rock today. Put your trust in him and he will bring steadiness to your life. He will bring stability to your relationships. You won't have to fear what tomorrow is gonna bring. You can rest easy at night because you know the one, the God of heaven who's in control of it all. Somebody give Jesus praise today. And I know I gotta hurry. The next benefit of trusting in the Lord is this, renewal. Renewal, this is probably as far as I'm gonna get, but renewal. When you trust in the Lord, you are blessed regardless of what season you are in right now. Whether life is good, whether life is bad, or whether life is downright ugly, God's favor is on you as a blood-bought child of God. 
Listen to what the prophet Jeremiah writes in Jeremiah 17 and 8. He says, there will be like a tree planted by the water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf withereth not. In other words, that means that your leaves are going to always be green, regardless of what season you're going through. Life might be feeling a little parched. If you're like me, you'd probably say, yes, life has felt like it's a little parched today, but when you put your trust in God, it doesn't matter because his resources never run out. Amen. His grace never runs out. His faithfulness never ends. I'm here to tell you today, put your trust in the Lord and he will not fail you. Jesus said that he will not forsake us. Jeremiah 17 and 8 says, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear. Did you catch that? It does not fear when heat comes because its leaves are always green. It doesn't fear when the seasons change. It doesn't have to get worried when you're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring. We can lay our heads down on our pillows at night and sleep in a God peace because we know the one who holds tomorrow in the palm of his hand. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? How many know the one who holds tomorrow in his hands? Go ahead and give him praise today. It doesn't matter what season it is today. Even in a parched land, your leaves shall remain green no matter what the circumstances may tell you. David wrote in Psalm 23, one through three, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And here's the key, the phrase I wanna share before we pray. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And here's the next, this is the one I really want you to pay attention to. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. I looked up that term, that Hebrew term for that word translated restores. That Hebrew term means to renew. He renews your soul. Re renew means to recover. Restore means to recover. That means that when you get tired, when you become weary, when you feel like you have reached the end of your road and you don't have the strength to put one more, you put one foot in front of the other and you can't seem to go any further, that's when David writes and he says, he restores my soul. I picture two boxers in a heated bout, boxing for the title belt. And it's in the late rounds of that boxing match and both of those boxers are exhausted. They can barely raise their gloves. They are so tired and so weary and so worn out. You know, they're just kind of laying on one another, trying to, trying to get a little, and one more, one more breath of wind to finish the bout. And then all of a sudden, toward the end of the match, all of a sudden, inevitably, one of them all of a sudden gets a burst of energy. And they come out swinging. They come out fighting. And that's the one who prevails. And that's the one who holds the title belt. You know what happened to him? He got his second wind. That's what David was talking about when he said he restores my soul. David was saying that the Lord is my second wind. The Lord is my second wind. Listen, the Holy Spirit is telling somebody this morning that he is here today to be your second wind. He's here today to bring you recovery. He's here today to bring you restoration. When you felt like you couldn't put another foot in front of the other, God said, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna give you your second win and I'm gonna bring victory to you today in the name of Jesus. Somebody give God praise in this place. If some of them will come and play softly on the keyboard this morning, Pastor Roger, if you'll do that, I'd appreciate it. When you put your trust in the Lord today, you can declare the words of the prophet Micah. It is the prophet Micah when he said, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. He said, do not rejoice over me, my 
enemy. For when I fall, I will rise again. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell the devil that this morning. Oh, see that, tell that to the devil. Say, hey, devil, don't rejoice over me. I might, I might be tired. I might be weary. But though I fall, I will rise. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will rise. Somebody needs to see that by faith today. I'm gonna rise up, devil. You may think you have me on the ropes today, but guess what? In the name of Jesus Christ, I will rise up again. Oh, somebody stand to your feet and give God praise in this place before we pray. Go ahead, shout to the Lord. Clap your hands, all ye people. Give a shout of praise to the Most High God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say praise his great name. Jesus is worthy. How many know today that God is worthy? Oh, somebody give him praise today like you know in whom you believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell somebody God's gonna renew your strength today. Let the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Ghost of God be your second wind this morning. How many, how many needs a second wind? Let me see your hand right now. Church, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Pastor Roger, if y'all get ready to sing in just a minute. God, right now, you see every hand that was raised in the name of Jesus Christ. You see the weariness of your people today. <laughs> God, I sense the weariness. I sense in my spirit the weariness of your people. Your people are tired. Lord, they feel like they've, they've taken their last step and I know the devil is telling somebody, you just, you just might as well give up. You just might as well throw in the towel, but I'm here to remind you that the devil is a liar. The truth is not in him. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus, every hand that was raised signifying the need of a second wind. Holy Ghost, oh, let the wind blow again in the name of Jesus. Oh, I sense that so strong in my spirit today. Holy Ghost, let the wind blow once again. God, breathe into the spiritual lungs of your people today. Breathe into their lungs, God, today, that second wind that they longed for. That, oh God, when they thought they had reached the end of their rope, suddenly the Holy Spirit of God breathed into their spiritual lungs and gave them the grace to keep moving forward by faith. Restore our joy. Renew our strength. Bring restoration, God, to our relationship with you and our relationship with one another. God, do it now, do it now, do it now. Somebody, listen, this is a turning point in this service right now. Somebody help me pray. God, do it right now. Do it, Lord, right now. I need a second wind. Listen, if you need a second wind in this place, you need to start crying out to God right now. God, give me my second wind. God, restore my soul. Lord, lift me up above the storm that I am going through right now. I know my God is faithful today. Somebody give him praise in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, grant the second wind right now. Oh, the Spirit is moving, church. The Spirit is moving right now. Just keep on praising him, saints. Just keep on praising him, saints. Keep on worshiping. The Holy Spirit's not done yet. God is here today to grant somebody a second wind. God is here today to grant somebody another opportunity to begin again. God is here today to grant restoration and forgiveness and to meet every need represented here this morning. Just lift up your head and say, God, give me a second wind again. 
This is my prayer. This is our prayer. Go ahead and pray that. Lord, give me a second win. Give me your second win, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise him, church. Don't stop praising him. The Holy Ghost is working. I turn this entire sanctuary into an altar right now. Hallelujah, God. Just move, God. God, move right now. You see the brokenhearted. You see, you see the sin-sick soul. You see, God, you see the weary and the weak. We ask you in the name of Jesus. God, let your spirit breathe into their souls once again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can y'all sing that song? Can y'all sing that song, ladies? Can y'all sing that song? Just keep on worshiping as they sing in the name of Jesus. Just keep on seeking the Lord. God, we worship you. We praise you. If you know that song, sing it with them. They got the words on the screen if you'd like to sing along. He goes before me. Defender behind me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Keep on looking up. Keep on praying. I won't fear. Yes. I have no need to fear. I'm filled with today. If you felt the hand of God on you, I want you to give him praise and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your touch. Thank you, God, for your blessings on me. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you for allowing us today to feel and experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, listen, it's not too late. If you still need a touch from the Lord, just raise your hand right where you're standing and say, touch me, God. Right where I'm at, touch me, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost from heaven fall fresh 
on me today. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Church, I don't think the Holy Ghost is done yet, do you? I think some God is still, God is still, God is still dealing with somebody. If that's you, I just want you to let go and let God. Turn it over to the Lord today. Just throw up your hands and surrender and say, I've tried it my way long enough. Now I'm gonna let you have a turn. God, I give it all to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, go ahead. That's such a that's such a beautiful sound. People worshiping the Lord. People crying. That's such a beautiful sound to the ears of God. That's right. That's right. You go right ahead. You worship the Lord today. Your God deserves your praise. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah to the Most High God. He is worthy today. God is worthy. God is worthy. God is worthy. God is worthy. We serve the God who does not change. He does not grow tired. He does not grow weary. He never wears out. His strength is enduring. His arm is everlasting. That's the God that we serve today. That's the God that we serve today. Praise the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Folks, there's enough of the glory of God in this place. You could cut it with a knife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to come to this altar, this altar is open. But listen, you don't have to come to this altar to feel the presence of God that's here in this place. God, God is just loving on us today. Let God love on you today. Let God love on you today. Let him wrap his arms around you and just hug you and remind you that he's still here. He's still with you. He has not given up on you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Y'all got one more song? Y'all got another one y'all can do? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Dear God Almighty, Lord, as we come before you today, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for the glory of God that we have already sensed in this place. Thank you for the freedom and the liberty that you have given us this morning. Thank you for touching us today. God, I believe today that you have performed miracles that that we may not even know about right now, but we're gonna hear about later. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Sweep over my spirit wonderful peace.
Dear God, we thank you once again for your presence that we have felt in this place. And as we leave here this morning, thank you, God, for allowing us to be reminded that you're still alive. You still sit on your throne. And it doesn't matter what happens in this old world in which we are living in. All that matters is that we have put our faith and our trust in the God who does not change. Let your word serve as a lamp to our feet today and a light to our path to lead us in the way that you would have us to go, that all that we are and all that we do will bring glory and honor to you. And God, we pray right now for the Mitch family. We pray right now for the Jackson family. We pray right now for the Rigney family and for every family and person that is battling sickness or severe disease. And we pray that you will speak healing. Touch the Rosensteel family, God. Touch Mike's wife, Debbie. Touch her where she's at. Touch them. Perform miracles there where they're needed. And as we bring this worship service to a close today, we cast our burdens upon you, the Most High God. We may have brought them in here with us, but we're going to leave here without them because we've given them to you by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, amen and amen. Can we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise today before we leave this place? Well, come on, he deserves more than that, doesn't he? Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout praise his mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. God bless you today. We love you so much. Thank you for passion appreciation today. You are dismissed. God bless you. Sweet.